Welcome to the Minimum Baseline Podcast, the pod where normal people become incrementally less shit. Sometimes. I'm Stacey Fisher. And I'm Taryn Hedo. And together, we're sisters and a pair of normies trying to lift our deeply average minimum baselines in pursuit of our goals. Before we get too much into the podcast, we need to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast. For us today, that is Wurundjeri and Gadigal lands. Sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This week, a woman has coffee in her garden with her husband and Twitter hated it. I've seen this and I'm thoroughly enjoying (laughs) you explaining that to us. (laughs) Because it's so, we touched on this last week, it is everything that Twitter is what happened with the, the coffee and the, oh, my Zero God. complexity. Nah, nah, nah. How dare you love your husband? <laughs> Newlyweds. This is such a lead on. Do you want to start? Tell us about, for those who are unacquainted, the <laughs> woman Coffee having- Garden Lady. Coffee Garden Lady. More the response to Coffee Garden Lady because yeah. co- Coffee Garden Lady is not on blast here. No, no. Tell Although she is, a- she is problematic, it turns out. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, tell us about Coffee Garden Lady. Go. This week on Twitter, a woman wrote this. My husband and I wake up every morning and bring our coffee out to our garden and sit and talk for hours. Every morning. It never gets old and we never run out of things to talk about. Love him so much. Full stop. Coffee Garden Lady enjoys mornings in her garden and Twitter said, not on my watch. (laughs) So tell me, Taryn, how do you react when you read a tweet like that? I just go, okay, that's nice. You're having coffee in your garden with your husband. Like that's, I would like to do that with with my partner in fact we do often have coffee together every morning we don't have a garden to have the coffee in but we do have coffee because that's because nice. you're not rich taryn only rich people have gardens it's true i, I don't have a garden <laughs> I, we could walk to the park but we we don't because we can't walk to the park because i'm chronically ill check your privilege <laughs> So you would fall into camp too. There are a few camps I've identified in the uh, responses to this tweet. The first being, the first camp accused her of being rich. And these responses ranged from the relatively benign, don't you guys go to work, to that's cool, I wake up every morning and fight my way through traffic for an hour in Miami to get to work. Must be nice. Now I Get to her response to this because this is where it starts to get problematic. First, I'll explain the the other camps. The second camp, which is what you would fall into, is the not healthy enough to do that. So another person said, I wake up every day with chronic pain, tarsal tunnel syndrome, and wash my OCD medication down with an iced oak milk latte. But whatever, potato, potato, am I right? (laughs) The third camp objected to her being happily married. So they immediately went deep into her Twitter feed and realised that she'd only been married for a couple of months. So these people were like, how very dare you talk about marriage when you've only been married for a few months? You know, come to me 10 years in and you'll hate your husband. (laughs) I mean, look, you can pick apart this tweet and, yeah, like, 
a lot of people don't have gardens. A lot of people can't afford coffee every morning. People don't drink coffee for all sorts of reasons. The thing that blows me away is spending your time putting all of that onto this random lady. That's the part that gets to me. Yeah. Because in isolation, like, none of these people are wrong. Like, yeah, like, it. she clearly has a level of privilege if she is able to sit in the garden with her husband and drink a coffee rather than sit in traffic or, you know, yeah, rather than be in chronic pain. Whatever. Down a coal mine. Fine. But, like, <laughs> why go after her? If the tweet had been, I don't understand why everyone doesn't sit in the garden, then maybe it's justified. But yeah. the tweet is so benign. And that's what makes and it's it also so funny. not like every morning I have a money fight with my husband whilst <laughs> she's drinking coffee, presumably homemade coffee. Like whilst, whilst our gardener goes around and trims <laughs> our ferns. Very funny. And then there was another group of people who were defending her right to drink coffee in her garden. The, the, the next group was the one that I was most interested in. And there was some really thoughtful responses, which is kind of having the conversation that we're having now, which is why is everyone so triggered by this? Why can't people just scroll on? Let's examine how this has become such a thing. One, and I, gosh, I can't remember their name, but I did read one very, very thoughtful kind of analysis of this, which was just saying, we've lost all capacity to just have a neutral response to things now. Social media has made us believe that you have to have a reaction to something and everyone is just gagging to hear it. Yeah. Like, it costs nothing to not tweet. And it costs your time and energy to tweet. Why are you using your life force in your, like, one and precious life to take down this woman who's having coffee in her garden? But it happens. It happens all the time. Anyway, Coffee Garden Lady turns out to be actually quite delightful. I disappeared down her Twitter feed and, you know, she's that young, sparky, I'm doing my own all organic food, very kind of Oregon type. But she does elaborate that she works very hard for what she's got, to which I was like, yeah, so does the person who's driving in the car to Miami lady. And then she turns out to be like super crunchy and anti-vax and all those oh, kinds of which people only found out in order to justify their own visceral reaction to her comment about her garden and her husband. So, no. <laughs> no one would know this had they not had to like go deep into her tweets to justify their own response. But anyway. That's why she has to sit in her own garden because she's an anti-vaxxer. So she can't <laughs> be around people who shed. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on. What that shittery do you have for me today, Taryn? I also have niche internet drama um, <laughs> for you. In America, people have pe- pet emus. Like, there's a big what? domesticated emu market. They're quite cute. They're quite nice animals. I don't believe you. It's true. Okay. So there's two different people who have gone viral for having emus on TikTok. Now, one of them is fine. Nothing wrong with her. She has a mean emu. She has a fun emu. The emu dresses up in outfits. Not a problem with her. However, the second emu lady is a bad person. (laughs) 
So she went viral for having these TikToks where this emu called Emmanuel would go up to the camera and peck it. And she would be like, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel would be like pecking the camera and getting in the way and just being a nuisance. Okay. So I saw these like months ago and I was like, haha, funny, like emu, like haha, like didn't think anything of it. Knew nothing about her. I just saw the emu. For the majority of people, that was their reaction. His name's Emmanuel. Yes. The name, his name's Emmanuel. Exactly. Like that's, that's funny, right? <laughs> that is content. <laughs> A couple of days ago, she posts this thread on Twitter and she says she lost all of her poultry to the bird flu. So Aww. the bird flu, if you're not familiar, is a very serious thing when it transfers to humans it has a 50 percent fatality rate like it's mm. really bad and the concern is that one day it will mutate and become transmissible human to human and everything will be fucked okay so if there is an outbreak of bird flu the authorities come in and just kill all your birds in hazmat suits sorry not sorry see you later mm-hmm. however mysteriously the famous bird, Emmanuel, survived. No. However, he's battling for his life. So she posts photos with her face right next to him. Keeping in mind a deadly bird flu pandemic had just swept through all of her birds. So she's either... We hate parents that play favourites. She has either <laughs> lied about bird flu... Uh-huh. Or she concealed the famous emu from the authorities. For presumably financial gain. Yes. He survived, so that's fine. And later it turned out he never had bird flu. He was just, like, stressed because all of his friends died. So people were digging into her and were like, hang on, that's not right. Anyway, it turns out she's a giant racist. And not just in, like, oh. not just in like a, I was a teenager who said dumb things racist. Like, in a actively was racist to try and get tiktok famous racist oh so evil emu girl bird drama keep an eye out for your for your tiktok emu people because one of them is bad okay emmanuel is bad no the emu is fine but the emmanuel owner (laughs) is bad you're having a frankenstein's monster moment here (laughs) i'm sure the emu isn't racist shall we move on (laughs) what are you working on this week taryn I've had a terrible week. Mm. <laughs> not my fault. Really not my fault. You know, I mentioned last week that I had had the huge night on Saturday night and I was By still... huge night, you mean walking around a field for 30 minutes, yeah? Yeah, walking around a stadium for 30 minutes and then there's the sound and everything. And then that was followed up on Sunday night by going to a show and, like, the accessibility was terrible. So I was exhausted on Monday. But on Monday I still had to record two podcasts and prepare for the podcast and and do all of these things. And then Tuesday I had a whole bunch of work to do and Wednesday I had a whole bunch of work to do and Thursday I had a whole bunch of work to do. And I didn't get better. I didn't get better. I I was productive on all of those days and I said that I would I would measure that. That turned out to be a terrible idea. I don't think measuring productivity is actually ever a particularly useful tool for me okay. at right. the moment mm-hmm. because yeah, sure, I was productive, but I was not getting better. At five o'clock every day, I would have these horrible dizzy spells and it was about the time when my partner was coming home from work. So pretty much 
she would come home at like 6 or 6.30 to find me like destroyed, laying on the couch, unable to hold a conversation, completely wrecked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you actually look at what I achieved, I achieved a lot last week. I organized a bunch of stuff. I wrote an article. I did some work in regards to the super secret opportunity that's happening. <laughs> I did some football manager stuff. Like I, I did a lot of things, but it really came at a significant cost. Mm. And by the time the weekend came around, on Saturday this time, I did pretty much absolutely nothing. <laughs> what lessons have I taken from this? I've taken a few. Mm-hmm. Lesson number one, again, is that I think that I need to focus on my health and working on maintaining that 7 out of 10 more than I need to work on maintaining productivity if that makes Mm, sense. mm. So there are going to be days where there are dips in my productivity. There are going to be days where I need to take a whole day off or where I can only do one small thing that needs to be done or whatever. That is less important. That's not my baseline. Like my baseline is not my productivity. My baseline is my health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So That's a really good distinction to have made. Yeah. Yeah. What I am going to focus on this week is just getting back to measuring how I'm feeling and how I'm going because at the end of the day, the the productivity can't happen. My life can't happen without my health. The most important thing is what I'm working on this week, which is Mm -hmm. to get back to my minimum baseline being about my health Mm -hmm. and purely focusing on that ahead Mm -hmm. of productivity. There are things that I need to do in order to advance my career, but what we are actually doing here, what I am actually doing here, is I'm raising my minimum baseline in terms of my capacity to do things every day. Yeah. You and can't treat them like they're mutually exclusive because they're the same thing. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay. What are you working on this week? Oh, well, I'm still struggling to find my flow at the triathlon club. So I've been doing ev- something every day at the beginning of the try a try program the boss guy john gives you a plan and i've been following that plan i've been doing something every single day but i've found myself not necessarily doing it with the try a try guys because i feel like i'm letting them down right and this morning i got up i knew i didn't feel well from the moment i woke up Um, but I'm not great at really, I I have a really crappy relationship with my body. Like a lot of women of my era who were taught that we have zero authority over anything, um, much less how we treat our bodies, you know, God, we're taught how to walk and talk and (laughs) sitting like that's not feminine enough, walking like that's not feminine, you know, um, I have quite a disconnected relationship with my body. And so I woke up sick and I should have gone back to bed, but instead I thought, oh, I sort of gaslighted myself. Oh, am I really sick or am I being a sook? Oh, I've got to go, I've got to turn up to this swim. So I drove to Redleaf Pool. I sat in the car for about 10 minutes. I was on time when I got there, but I just couldn't get out of the car. And I was like, do I get out? Do I just turn this car around and go home? got out of the car, got down to the pool, which is like a big open pool, but it's in the ocean, got in the water. I was late. <laughs> One guy came up to me afterwards. and was like, I didn't realize that you were part of try, try. And I thought, why the fuck else would I be 
hanging around with you guys, doing your races <laughs> with you. <laughs> but I think he thought my brain immediately went to, oh, he thinks I'm too old. <laughs> mm. Why would he assume that? But anyway, I'm like some creeper that's just on the periphery waiting for them. <laughs> so I can follow them. So weird. Anyway. I did a couple of, of the races and then I got halfway through the third one and I just couldn't. I was shake. I could feel myself shaking in the water. I felt sick. I thought I was going to vomit. Mm. Yeah, I just pulled out halfway through, swum back in. All these people were looking at me. Is she going to join us? Is she not? What's going on? And I just felt like the old lady who'd let everybody down again. That's kind of where I'm at. My head is just... <sighs> I just feel a bit afraid that I'm not improving as fast as everybody else because I'm not doing the races. I'm not, I'm just in my, I'm so in my head. Then I think, oh, I don't know, Taryn. <laughs> Why do you have to improve as much as everyone else? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the try-a-try sessions are tougher. I push myself harder at the try-a-try sessions because I'm trying to keep up with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Am I taking the easy route by doing the sessions on my own? No, you're doing <laughs> the sessions. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. So I'm just really in my head. Mm. And I think because I'm sick, I came home from the swim. I went straight to bed. I got the kids off to school and I never napped during the day and certainly not at 10 a.m. in the morning. I just went straight to bed, napped till 1.30 and I still feel, I'm still shaking. I still feel garbage. I've got the super sprint slash try a try this weekend. By the mm -hmm. time this podcast is live, I'll be almost in the car on the way down to Huskinson to do it. And I think that might shake it up a little bit because I'll actually be in race mode. Yeah. You're comparing yourself to something that doesn't exist. Of course, you could improve faster if everything was absolutely perfect and you got 10 hours of sleep every night and your entire life was dedicated to, to the triathlon, I'm sure you would improve better, Stacey. Mm, mm. I'm sure you would be the best at it. But the reality is, is that's not the case for you and you are still finding a way to get out there and do it. You're still finding a way to improve. What are we doing except for doing the best we can? You're not taking the easy way out. You're doing a triathlon. The easy way out is to not do it. <laughs> I'm of that generation. I very easily gaslight myself. Yeah. And, and then, that's what you're doing. You're mm, gaslighting yourself. Mm. Because it's, you know, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, and I'll mention it again. I, I sat down in front of my <clears throat> in front of my exercise physiologist who was who's been the one that's that's been treating me through POTS and he asked me, Taryn, what is the worst case scenario? And I said, not improving. And he said, okay, but you've already improved so much. So mm. if that's the worst case scenario, it's not that bad. Mm. And I'll say that to you. What's your worst case scenario? Yeah. I mean, I even if I get the do not finish out on the triathlon day because I don't get the bike leg done as fast as I need to, I am still pretty pumped that I turned up to a spread distance triathlon and yeah. I've done all of this training. So. 100%. Mm. Anyway, work-wise, the CAR thing is actually quite useful 
because of my car, my consumption action result temperature gauge that I'm using daily, because it really doesn't put the emphasis on output. It puts the emphasis on the quality of the work that I'm putting out. So I have shifted that little uh, temperature gauge. I've shifted up to about 55% action, 15% creativity and whatever else in consumption, 30% in consumption, um, which I'm which I'm pleased with. I can see that I'm making progress every day and I can see that in the results in the business too. I'm creating stuff that is more replicatable. Um, the other thing to note is that those daily planners, I've completed those now, so they are on the website, if you want to download them, input your email address and they'll get sent to you. And they're free. Amazing. What's your small dumb thing, Taryn? Go outside. Great. So my small dumb thing last week was to do with my phone, to keep my phone on, do not disturb. I was, yeah, I was more successful this week because I wasn't so anxious constantly. Mm. But because I was so tired, there was so much scrolling. But when I was doing stuff, I did have it on do not disturb. It was super useful glad I did that I didn't mm-hmm. do it all of the time still but I think you mentioned last time you know do it twice mm-hmm. pretty sure I did it twice minimum baseline met. yeah this week yeah I think I'm just gonna go outside I'm gonna try and go outside every single day but mm-hmm. going outside doesn't necessarily mean leaving the house we do have a balcony uh you know rich people have balcony not everyone can afford balconies <laughs> we do have we do have- what are you rich I know. We do have a balcony, so I can just literally go and sit there and whether that be read or whether that be stand there for 10 seconds so I can fulfill my small dumb thing, that's going to be my small dumb thing. Awesome. Stacey, what's yours? Mine is pretty small and dumb this week too. I'm going to go to bed earlier. Ah. One thing that I've been doing a lot less of since I started training is putting the boys to bed. They get very vulnerable and open right before bed. And that's when you get all the good chats. Sometimes it's tedious because they're just inventing chats to to like pin you there. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that they want to pin you there means that they need you in that moment. One of the things I'm going to do is I had been trying to catch up on work after the boys go to bed. I'm going to stop that. Whatever I've got done by eight o'clock is whatever I've got done for the day. I'm going to switch off my computer at eight o'clock every night, do more of the bedtime routine. And that also means that I get more sleep because I'm not getting up at 5.15 in the morning. I'm not getting a lot of it at the moment so that's my small dumb thing if i'm in bed by nine that's a that's a big improvement so are you also someone who needs more sleep than less because people yes. need different amounts of sleep yes. i'm i'm definitely a nine hour a night kind of person yeah and mum is too i think it might be a, a genetic thing when we did our big camper van trip we were going to sleep at the same time as the boys and we the four of us often wouldn't wake up till 8 a.m in the morning we would get we would regularly get 10 10 and a half hours sleep a night we all felt amazing top of our game yeah mini motivation yeah you can't see this because I, I have my Zoom on blur. I'm going to unblur. Mm-hmm. But you see that little bookcase mm-hmm. sort of next to me? Mm-hmm. This bookcase has been the culmination of months of thinking about and weeks of doing a little renovation of our study. I am now freelance, which means that I'll be in here every day. I am in here every day. Kel is also going to be in here a lot. 
with shows. She's a stage manager in theatre, and yes, a lot of the time she does need to be on set, but there's also a lot of work to be done at home with scripts, with writing schedules, that sort of thing. We have done a little renovation of our study. Uh, we both have this these same desks from Officeworks, which are really nice and do the job and they're the right height. My previous desk was not at a very good height. We have a new bookcase and very soon, hopefully, uh, if we can find something affordable, we're going to have a little lounge chair in the corner as well. We're going to decorate it with uh, some art. We have some some ideas. All of this to say that in order for this to come together, all of the books are mine. All of the books are mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. A whole bookshelf worth of books are mine. So it's my responsibility to unpack them from the box where they've been living and put them onto the bookshelf. But in order for me to do that, several things need to happen. I need bookends uh-huh. and I need to do the physical labor. So my mini motivation for this week is I want a nice study that looks nice. I want to be able to put a candle on because when everything is clean and tidy, I feel better. I feel yeah. so much better. I feel so much less anxious. I feel so much more productive. I feel so much healthier. Mm-hmm. So my mini motivation for this week is to have a completed study very soon. Lovely. And I'm going to do my very best to make that happen. Lovely. I have been doing Cara Lowenthal's Claim Your Authority Challenge, aimed squarely at women who, like me, I've mentioned earlier, disengage from my body. I'm way better at it than I used to be, way better. But so I'll often crowdsource a decision and text around all of my friends. I've made this decision. What do you think? Why am I crowdsourcing stuff that I know I need to do? That's been my motivation for the last two weeks has been her claim your authority challenge. And I have loved it. So many aha moments. There's a masterclass. I haven't done the masterclass yet. That's going to be my motivation for the week. Amazing. She is very cool. Cara Lowenthal. Lowenthal. Thal. Yeah, she's amazing. I followed her since she was the lawyer stress solution years ago, back in 2017. It's been amazing to kind of see her come up in the world. I think she's great. So Amazing. Well, shall we wrap up? Yes. On that note. It's yes, not sponsored by Cara no. Lowenthal. <laughs> if you want to, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I would actually recommend that anyone who's thinking of doing that challenge does it. It's $37. So where can you find us? Well, you can find us at our website at minimumbaseline.com, on Instagram at minimum.baseline or Twitter at minimumbaseline. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Tyron Heddo and you can see how I see all of the Twitter stuff before <laughs> Stacey does. Five-star reviews help us reach other normies who might also be trying to become incrementally less shit. Please jump on your podcast app of choice and leave us some feedback. You can follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or our RSS feed on our website. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.